You're now listening to the Boys in the Booth podcast with your hosts, Harper Cody, Chad Melbourne, and Casey Abrams. New episodes every Monday on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. How's it going, everybody? Welcome to episode 83 of the podcast. And uh, this one is going to be short and sweet. No Casey Abrams for this one. So just two thirds of Boys in the Booth for this episode. Uh, Casey, of course, is going through a a move uh, process right now. He's moving from Kingston to Collingwood this weekend. So it'll just be me and uh, Chad Melbourne. And Melbs, uh, how you doing tonight? I'm good, man. Uh, it's a shame that, you know, Case can't join us. It's the first time in a long time that it's been just two of us or, or one one guy hasn't been able to make it. But understandable, Case is uh, he's pretty busy right now. He's, he's moved into Collingwood and there's, you know, a bunch of people in the house and he doesn't have his his room all set up. So it makes sense. And, you know, it's it's just for one week. So next week. We'll be back to normal, and uh, it should be good. It is a shame we don't have him for the conversation, but as they say in the business, the show must go on. Isn't that right, Harp? That's right, and uh, I don't know about you, but I needed a bit of a break from Case. No, I now, I, now, I wasn't going to say it, but uh, yeah, and he's definitely not listening to this, so, that, so that's good we uh, cleared the air on that. <laughs> well, uh, looking forward to having uh, Case uh, on next week, and uh, Chad, I've got my Seattle Kraken hat on. That. Obviously, big news over the weekend. Uh, they officially became uh, the 32nd franchise in the NHL, so they can start making deals and everything and chad there's one thing i'm wondering about like who's going to be the first seattle kraken aren't you wondering about that too it was reed duke for for the vegas gold knights uh when they came into the league a couple of years ago i just i wonder about that who's going to be the first seattle kraken yeah that's that's a good that's a good question to kind of think about because when you thought of that you know, when Vegas came into the league, who's going to be the, the first ever Vegas Golden Knight? You thought maybe it would be a Marc-Andre Fleury in the expansion draft, or maybe it would be a big name. And then it's Reed Duke, who I, I don't even know where Duke is playing right now, but it's not a household name that you think of, you know, to be the face of a franchise, the first player. So who knows uh, what they have up their sleeves out there in, in Seattle, but uh, I'm sure it will be a, a good player and there will be a string of good moves to come. I think they've got a good ownership group there. And uh, like you said, they've made their final payment. They can make trades now and uh, they can actually, if they wanted to, they can make a trade today for a player who's currently playing in the league and that would just mean that the player has to sit out and uh, wouldn't be eligible to play for their current team anymore. So that was something actually that got brought up. I saw a bunch of people on Instagram talking about that and, and that that's sort of the, the little wrinkle because people were like, oh my God, you're, you've got it all wrong. They can't make trades. Well, it's like, yes, they can. They just can't really do anything with those players. So, but yeah, exciting stuff for sure. Yeah, definitely. And uh, before we get into uh, this podcast, it's just going to be a quickie, as we mentioned right off the top. We're going to be talking about the top five NHL wingers in this 2020-21 uh, NHL season. So have a short little discussion about that. But first, 
we have to say a huge thank you to you, our listeners. Uh, we have uh, surpassed our goal for merch sales of uh, $3,700. We hit 4.3K uh, in sales, and uh, that is all because of you. So thank you so much. And that means that uh, the three of us, Chad, we're going to be hitting the golf course when they open uh, in Boys in the Booth skirts and uh, have a fun little round. So again, Again, thank you so much. And what do you have to say about that? Yeah, I, I just want to say um, just a quick point. Ontario is the only province in Canada, province or territory, where you can't currently golf right now. So, Dougie, uh, if you're listening, open that up so we can go out to the Brockville Country Club and play yeah. around in our uh, you know Boys in the Booth branded golf skirts. It's going to be so funny. Thanks so much, everybody who bought merch. I think um, Adam James was uh, about half of our sales. I think he spent two <laughs> two of his paychecks on that. So uh, so thanks for that, Adam. And uh, again, everybody, just thanks so much for uh, helping us surpass our goal. Yeah, it, uh, it's been a trying time uh, for everyone and particularly, you know, local businesses and local causes. And, you know, while we don't own and and run a restaurant or something like that you know we are still local and we're we're proud to be from the community we're from in brockville and so just thank you for supporting some local guys who uh think they know what they're talking about uh, when it comes to hockey and uh, we really appreciate your support so thank you once again Uh, all right chad let's get into this now so uh what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna go through my list of the top five uh, wingers in the nhl i have a feeling you're going to disagree with me a little bit Uh, hopefully not too much but anyways I'll just I'll go through my list and then uh, we can sort of talk about it okay so I'll go from five to one uh, for top wingers in the NHL this season okay so at number five I've got Brad Marchand of the Boston Bruins at number four David Pasternak of the Boston Bruins Mitch Marner at number three of your Toronto Maple Leafs Mark Stone of the Vegas Golden Knights at number two, and then Patty Kane of the Chicago Blackhawks at number one. So, Chad, when you hear that top five list for best wingers in the NHL this season, is there anything that sticks out to you? Yeah, well, first of all, I think you've got the players there um, and certainly a lot of similar players that I picked for my top five, four out of five, actually. And the only swap was uh, Pasternak out Panarin in. We can talk about, you know, how Panarin had a shortened season and that that's a factor as well. But uh, yeah, the, the, the personnel are there to make up the list of top five wingers in the league. And speaking of this list, um, we were originally talking about maybe doing, you know, top five centers in the league, but we felt like there really wasn't much discussion there because we all know number one is Connor McDavid. And then after that, you know, you've got your Matthews's, you've got your McKinnon's, your or your uh, dry sidles and, and guys like that. And the top five is kind of set however you want to sort of toss it up. But um, with, with the wingers, it, it's a bit more interesting because it, there, there are a lot of different kinds of wingers in, in the league here. And it just when I was looking at it and doing some prep, I, I sorted them in terms of 
uh, you know, the amount of points they have right now, the top five points uh, producers in, in the NHL in terms of wingers, the top five points per game producers in terms of wingers, and top five in goals. And then what I did after that was I sorted the top five wingers that I would want on my team when there's two minutes left and you either need a goal or need to defend a goal. Whatever it is, you can put that guy out there. So that's sort of how I did it. And and that's kind of what I wanted to get into. So I mentioned, um, you know, sorting them by points alone. And, and so let me do that. Marner is number one. He has 64 points. Patty Kane is number two. He has 62 points. Brad Marchand is third. He has 61 points. Jonathan Uberdo is number four. He has 58 points. And then Miko Rantanen and Mark Stone are tied this season with 57 points in that number five spot. So you'll notice there, you didn't hear Panarin, Pasternak, Gensel, Landeskog, Ehlers, Ovi, Nylander, Connor, guys like that. Like I, 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 <laughs> yeah. I went through the list, right? Like a bunch of names who yep. could be in consideration for this spot. So that's, um, that's points alone. Now you go to points per game, okay, and and it's the same sort of personnel, but a bit mixed up. So you've got Panarin actually at number one, one point three seven points per game, and that's why I think later in the show I'm going to make an argument for why Panarin should definitely be included in a top five players that you want in your team, no matter the situation. Um, so he's number one at a one point three seven. Of course, he's missed uh, a handful of games due to that that thing that happened to him, uh, the, the political, the Russian political thing I, I don't know all the details of that but yeah you, you know you know what i'm talking about he missed yep. a few games there yep. um in second is uh marchand and ranton and tied at 1.27 points per game marner comes in at third at 1.25 kane at 1.22 comes in at the fourth spot and then stone at 1.16 um in the number five spot there again in that list you're missing a few key names again you, you're missing a pasternak who's having a bit of a down year compared to last year i think is fair to say yep um and then other guys like gensel landis cog etc um ovi actually is a big name that's that's missing from all of this because yes he scores a ton of goals but he isn't quite the same you know he's not in the same tier i think we we can agree on in, in terms of top five wingers in the league anymore um which by the way and i know i've been talking for a while here but which by the way why is he like the highest rated winger in NHL 21? It makes no sense. Um, oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and why, while I mention that, actually, it's a good time for a plug. Um, go to yep. boysandboot.com and check out our NHL 21 custom rosters, which were just updated um, yesterday, actually, on the website. NHL 21 custom rosters. We fixed a ton of overalls. Harper, God bless you. You went through at the deadline, made all the trades and and made sure everything was good and and, and checked it after the roster update. So that was good. Um, Okay, so one more category, ranking them in terms of goals here. You've got Miko Rantanen coming out at uh, the number one spot with 28, then Marshan 27, Debrink at 25. Patches and Ovi tied at 24 in that four spot. And then Sam Reinhart has the fifth most goals as a winger in the NHL this year with 23. So, Harp, I just gave you a bunch of numbers there. I gave you the points alone, ranked them, points per game, ranked them, and goals 
again, I ranked them. Um, just what are your thoughts on all of that? Does that change your decision to, to rank any of the guys in your one to five spots? I don't think so. I think maybe uh, the one or two guys that kind of stick out in there for me, uh, you know, I think a Jonathan Huberdeau could fit in there in the top five. Uh, and of course, Artemi Panarin. And I don't know if you mentioned him, but uh, you got to think, Chad, that a healthy Nikita Kucherov would be in this conversation as well. Yeah. So um there you go and uh but no you know what i don't think it uh, other than than uh, panarin or huberto maybe getting in there my list doesn't really change that much and i think right now uh, I, it would be a good time to just kind of go through the list that i have just talk about these players in in a little more depth and sure. uh we'll start right at the top with uh with patrick kane like man th- this guy is an ageless wonder arguably the best american-born player ever He's got over a thousand points. He will definitely receive Hart Trophy votes uh, uh, when it comes to uh, awards uh, for the NHL this season. You look at the Blackhawks as a team, they weren't expected to be as good as they have been this year they're not going to make the playoffs now they've they've kind of run out of steam and and uh you know the playoffs are are, are kind of set in in their division but uh they've had a really good year they're a really young team and Kane without Jonathan Taves has really put this team on his back and has uh been determined to take them as far as as he can so Kane has been terrific you mentioned his point totals uh, 15 goals, 47 assists for 62 points in 51 games. He's been fantastic and, again, will receive Hart Trophy votes. Uh, what are your thoughts on Kaner this season, Melps? Yeah, it's almost like there should be a um, second most impressive player award in the league because with the Hart Trophy this year, we know that Connor McDavid is going to win it. Oh, yeah. You know, you've heard some talks that maybe Austin Matthews has a shot because of his goal scoring pace and he's got another one tonight by the way they're playing the Habs Um, so that's his 39th but even as the completely biased Leaf fan uh, (laughs) as as I am I I can't say with any confidence that Austin Matthews deserves the heart over Connor McDavid Um, and neither does anyone else in the league he is far and away the best player right now and and the reason I say all of this is because Patrick Kane has been so good this season. So if there was a second best player trophy, I think it it could very well go to him. Just the fact that, you know, he's playing on the Chicago Blackhawks team, which has been pretty depleted from the start of the year, you know, with with no Jonathan Taves, with no Kirby Doc, with they didn't even have a solid goaltending tandem heading into the season, let alone now. You know, you had Kevin Lankin and playing a ton of games um, who started out well. But as we said right off the top, as the, as his you know miracle streak was happening, there was going to be some regression to the mean, and there has been, and he's been one of the worst goalies in the league um, over his last thirty games. So that's your last team thirty games. His you know about fifteen or whatever. But um, so there's all of that, and, and and Patty Kane in the situation that he's in to be able to put up the kind of points he is and to to be able to have over a thousand points for his career it's just fantastic to to think that this guy even now amongst all the young exciting talent in the nhl still makes my list 
for the most, uh, you know, one of the most impactful wingers in the NHL. Now, I don't have him at the number one spot. I just think there are some other players here on my list that are better. And uh, I, I have four ahead of them, actually. I've got Patty Kane at the number five spot for best wingers in the league. Um, and again, the way I'm doing this is sort of thinking to myself, okay, there's two minutes left and you're down by a goal or maybe you're up by a goal, depending on the situation, but it's a close game. Who do you feel most confident throwing out there to win your team the game as sort of like your franchise player? And when I think about that, I think Patty Kane is the worst defensively out of the other uh, four guys I have in my top five. And I just that right there is the reason I can't put him any higher than five, but his offensive capabilities are the reason and the sole reason why he is in my number five. Yeah, no, very fair. You're, you're not going to put him out there uh, when you're trying to win uh, a face off in your own zone and get down the ice, pull the goalie and, uh, and tie up the game. No, that that's for sure. Uh, You made a good point there, Chad. And speaking of uh, just a a very good defensive forward who I think you could put on the ice uh, when you need a goal uh, or when you're up a goal is Mark Stone of the Vegas Golden Knights. We'll talk about him next i've got him at number two on my list he's got 20 goals 37 assists 57 points in 49 games this season and is a plus 26 for the first place vegas golden Knights. so what are your thoughts on mark stone he's a hell of a player i mean simply said simply put um i also have stone at number two uh just don't have kane at uh at number one there but yeah, I've got Stone at number two for a multitude of reasons, but I just want to go back and clarify a point here for this list is I'm not saying that I'm only going to be picking two-way players or guys who can play in both ends of the ice. My point about Kane being poor defensively was just the fact that, um, you know, I'm picking players whose offensive capabilities greatly outweigh their defensive uh, struggles, if that makes sense. And I think Kane is a player who fits into that category, but I think the other four players who I picked um, have a better ratio of good offense to bad defense. Again, if that, if that makes sense, but yeah, Mark Stone, dude, hell of a player. I think he's the second best winger in the league. He's the, you know, he's sort of like, we have a nickname here in Toronto for uh, John Tavares. We call him the little thing king. And I think that's Mark Stone in a nutshell. I think he does the little things right. Um, he's a great defensive winger. He's great at taking the puck away. He'll, he'll strip you off the puck, whether you're in the offensive zone or the defensive zone. He's a guy you can trust at both ends of the rink on special teams, which is a plus. And uh, I, I think he's just all around one of the best wingers in the NHL. So I totally agree. Number two is very very fitting for uh for mark stone yeah i think so you can put him in all situations uh he has and we're, we're seeing more uh of his offensive upside i think this season in particular along with his great two-way game i mean the guy uh um you know won't uh, won't get the heart trophy votes I, I i don't think because as we mentioned you know it's 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 mcdavid's uh 100 percent um but uh you know th- this guy uh will always be in in the selkie 
hockey conversation, I think. I think he'll be in that uh, for years just with his two-way game. And, uh, yeah, first uh, first captain in franchise history for the Golden Knights. And That's right. he's he's certainly leading them to, uh, to some success. First place right now in the NHL. Chad, with you being uh, in Toronto, of course, that beautiful new apartment of yours, we'll uh, we'll talk about uh, Mitch Marner, number three on my list, and and you know there were a lot of people who were very critical of Mitch Marner at the end of of last season, and um, the Leafs not making it out of the uh, out of the play-in round against the Columbus Blue Jackets, of course, but Marner has has really uh, uh, found his production again. Uh, this season, um, you know, 94 points a couple of years ago. And I, and I truly, you know, believe that, yeah, like this guy can, can be one of the top players in the NHL. He's got all the talent in the world and could certainly be, uh, you know, a hundred point player in this league. And he's having a very good season, uh, a low goal total, uh, the lowest on my list with 18, but he's got 46 assists. Obviously he's a great playmaker and he's got 64 points in 51 games. Great chemistry with AM 34, obviously in Toronto. Uh, just what have you seen out of Mitch Marner this year, Chad? Well, it's funny you say the low goal total because actually Kane has 15 this year and, and Marner has 18, so that's a correction. Yes, that's right. Thank you. Yes, that's yep. right. But it, it's funny you say that because that was the biggest criticism of Mitch Marner uh, over the last few years was that he couldn't put the puck in the net. But this year really seems like that top line with him and, and Matthews is more becoming more of a dual threat. I mean, obviously... Most of the time when Marner's got the puck, his head is up and he's looking for for Austin. That's just how it works. And that's why Austin almost has 40 goals in a 56-game season. And that's just insane. But when you're playing with a guy like that, that's what you do. You get him the puck. But... This season, I think Marner has taken great strides in being able to actually have the confidence to shoot the puck and not just, you know, flutter a wrister on net here or there like he did in prior years, but to actually shoot the puck with authority. I thought he's been, I think he's been really good this year uh, at doing that. And and he's got 18 goals, which is, uh, you know, on pace for the highest of his career. So that's, that's saying something right there. But when it comes to Mitch Marner, and, and you talked about you know some of his criticism, especially coming from Leaf fans, um, and me being one of them in the off season, me being one of you know Mitch Marner's staunchest of critics, and I think where that stems from is the contract, which is signed now and you can't do anything about it. You might look at Mitch and and go, okay, that's not an $11 million player. Plus the Leafs already have two other $11 million players. So it was just the money that kind of clouds, you know, everything and and kind of puts Mitch under, um, you know, a lens. And I think that's fair because if you make the money, you should be held to, to, you know, $11 million standards. Um, So I was a critic of of Marner in, in the off season but man, this year has been different. He's found another gear, him and Matthews playing together on a line, something that Mike Babcock never did. And I'm happy that Sheldon Keefe has, you know, put them together and just stuck with it for the for the entire year. Um, they've been electric together. I actually have Mitch Marner and spoiler alert as the number one winger in the NHL on my top five list. And I don't want 
anybody to think that my Toronto bias is is the reason why that he's there. Because, like I just said, I was the hardest critic of Marner in the offseason. I just think that this year he's reached a different level. And the fact that, you know, similar to a Mark Stone, he can play in all situations. You know, he can quarterback a power play if you need him to. Um, he can be your first penalty killer out there because he's fast and he, and he wins puck battles and he blocks shots. And, you know, thinking back to the Columbus series last year, um, I, I, I'm trying to remember the exact situation, but there were like five seconds left and Marner blocked two shots in a row. And that gave you a little glimpse of, of what that guy was capable of. But it, it just wasn't consistent enough, that sort of defensive prowess that we saw from him. But this season, it really is. And I've talked forever about Marner here, but that's why he's my number one. And I totally understand why he's uh, in your top three for sure. You know, I, I look at great tandems across the NHL, and obviously the, the best one has to be McDavid and Dreisaitl in Edmonton. Yeah. But uh, I think, you know, a, a close second or even third uh, it has got to be Marner and, and Matthews, just a, a, a lethal combination in in Toronto. Would you, would you agree? Yeah, I think so. I, I think with McDavid and Dreisaitl um, being the best tandem, it, it's a little bit it, – it, it rubs me the wrong way because Dreisaitl is also a centerman. And right. He, he's a natural centerman, and he plays center half of the time, and it, it makes more sense for that team for him to play center, but they don't really have the supporting guys other than, you know, say Nuge or, or whatever to really be a an elite tandem with McDavid. So I guess it kind of makes sense both ways. But, um, yeah, in terms of other duos, I don't see another one that's better than, than Marner and Matthews. Um, that just plain, you know, putting it simple. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and just going uh, while we uh, we wrap up on on Marner here, I would like to see him score more goals, and and I do think that the potential is there for him to possibly be a you know a twenty five thirty goal guy. Uh, but he's a playmaker, and mm-hmm. uh, like you said, he can quarterback a power play, and uh, and in general play in all situations. So uh, yeah, shocker number one on on, <laughs> on your list. Yeah, uh, for, yeah, yeah. For top five wingers in the NHL. So, Chad, uh, based on what you were saying earlier, I'm going to make a change. I'm going to swap okay. out David Pasternak with Artemi Panarin. Okay. So I will put him at number four on my list. So let's talk about the bread man. Sure. And uh, you know, it's it's uh, it's been um, it's been a chaotic year to say the least uh, for him and the New York Rangers. They got off to a tough start. Obviously, the Tony D'Angelo stuff, and then. <laughs> Uh, that stuff that happened with Panarin, we don't need to go into that. But since he's come back, he's been really good. And I think he's helped out a guy like Mika Zibanejad as well. And, uh, you know, the Rangers uh, all of a sudden put themselves in uh, playoff conversation of uh, possibly sneaking into a spot. They're not going to now. It doesn't look like they've kind of taken themselves out of the race, but uh, they were in it there. And uh, Panarin is their best player. He's certainly paid like he is. Uh, what do you have to say about uh, about the bread man since he came back uh, from, you know, something that uh, was, was pretty serious and, um, but kudos to him. He came back and he's been great. 
Yeah, he, he's been fantastic. There's no doubt about it. I have Panarin at number four as well. So that's uh, Stone at two and Panarin at four that we agree on now, which is good. Two out of five uh, so far. Not bad. Um, <laughs> but it is. They're all great players, right? It's a bit of a wash for, for your top five, but it's fun to talk about. And that's why we're doing it. But yeah, Panarin at number four. No brainer. One of the best players in the league. Um, certainly one of the best wingers in the league highest point per game total of all these wingers that we've talked about as I mentioned um, he has played less games again as we mentioned because he missed some time due to that political stuff um, regarding Russia but uh, yeah he's just been a great player dude think about the Rangers having him all year or better yet think about the Rangers having him all year and having you know some more developed let's say supporting cast in say a guy like Kako or Lafreniere like this team is going to be scary in the future if Panarin keeps up yeah. this pace so um, that's that's good stuff that's he, he's a fantastic player dude and uh, he, he rightfully deserves to be in anyone's top five players that you want on your team because again the point uh, just going back to the Kane conversation is you want a guy who's if he is poor defensively, and I'm not saying Panarin is, but he isn't exactly a Mark Stone. But if you want a guy, if he is a bit uh, lackluster defensively, you want his offensive production to really outweigh that. And uh, for Panarin, it's another case just like Kane where it absolutely does. So so there you go. You know, uh, not only could you put him in, in uh, top five uh, wingers in the NHL, but I think like top five most confident players in the <laughs> NHL. Did you see his postgame presser? I think it was a couple of weeks ago, and uh, he was asked some sort of a question like, you know, uh, oh, uh, how do how do you guys, uh, you know, uh, you know, need to win games or have more success? It was something like that, and he's just like, uh, pass me the puck. Yeah, that, that I did was, see that. Yeah, that was his answer. But hey, I mean, he he is that good of a player. He's going to be in New York for a long time, and uh, we will uh, we will be talking about Panarin uh, in this type of conversation for years to come. So yeah, absolutely. I will say before we move on to your number five spot, and I mean, I know who it is now because we, <laughs> we mentioned it, but uh, it's kind of funny because we just had a full conversation talking about Artemi Panarin, and we didn't mention the fact that he won the Calder Trophy when he was 24 years old. And you know for a fact if Casey yep. was on the call, that's the first thing he would say. So if, <laughs> while Casey isn't here, I'll do uh, you know his bidding for him. I'll say that's still crazy that he stole that from Connor McDavid. <laughs> yeah, it sure is. But uh, regardless of that, and yes, that gets, uh, uh, that gets Casey all riled <laughs> up. Uh, we know that. Uh, he is uh, a fantastic player in the NHL, a superstar. So, all right, number five on my list, Chad, I mentioned it before, and that's Brad Marchand. 27 goals this season, 34 apples and 61 points in 48 games. Uh, he had a 100-point season a couple of years ago, and uh, his production just continues. Another guy who just is not being bothered by age, and he is... Uh, uh, the uh, the beat of the drum for the Boston Bruins. He can do it all, man. He can do the uh, he can do the gritty stuff. He can chip in offensively. Clearly, uh, what do you have to say about Brad Marchand? Uh, and uh, does he crack your list? 
He does. I actually have Brad Marchand at number three on my list um, for the best wingers in the game right now. So that rounds out my top five. I've got Marner at one, Stone at two, Marchand at three, Panarin at four, and Kane at five. Again, same players you had, just in a different order. It's a bit of a wash when you get into conversations like this, but again, it's fun and that's why we're doing it. Um, But yeah, Brad Marchand, classic case of... A guy you love to have on your team, but hate playing against. I think everybody knows that about uh, Brad Marchand. And another a classic case of a late bloomer who really found his game, you know, into his uh, mid to late 20s rather than what most players are doing now where they're really blossoming in their early 20s um, and then getting paid then. But um, speaking of getting paid, Marchand is also on one of the best contracts of all of these players that we've talked about here. So that's got to be a a factor as well, um, I guess, in some conversations. But for the conversation of Again, guy you want on your team with two minutes left, whether you're up or down a goal, Brad Marchand 100% fits that bill. And that's why I have him at number three. I think you want Marchand out there over Panarin and Kane because I think Marchand uh, just plays in more situations. He can get under your skin. He brings that extra element um, that those other two players don't. Uh, He brings the intangibles in the locker room. I think all around, uh, he's just a fantastic player. And then recently, he's had the points to boot. You mentioned the 100-point season. And I guess when you train in the offseason with some of the best players in the world, like Crosby and, and McKinnon, uh, that's what happens. You pick up a few a few habits like Brad Marchand has, and uh, he's really shown that he is, in my opinion, a top three and, in your opinion, a top five winger in the NHL. Yeah, and uh, I'm glad you brought up again, like we were talking about with a guy like Mark Stone and and Mitch Marner to a certain extent, guys that uh, you want on the ice basically at all times. When you're down a goal, when you're up a goal, uh, penalty kill, power play, whatever. I mean, this guy can can do it all. And uh, yeah, he's he's got the stuff. He's a great uh, he's a great player and deserves to be in this conversation. So, Chad, I think it's safe to say as we get close to wrapping up here that uh you know we're we're pretty much uh in uh, in accordance with uh you know all of our with, with our lists with our picks here i think the only uh sort of difference we have is where we have kane and marner and the only thing that i'll say about kane being at number one i just think he's got the resume to back it up uh and when it comes to the team that he's on like he just yeah. he doesn't he doesn't have the supporting cast that a Mitch Marner does or really any of the other guys that we've talked about on our lists and so I just think that um a lot like Jack Eichel last year with the Buffalo Sabres being in the Hart Trophy conversation, just taking a team, putting them on your back, and just seeing how far you can take them. Uh, and also, he's made uh, Alex Dabrinkit a much better player yeah. again this season and has gotten his production back up. So that's my only argument for Kane. Uh, but again, I mean, Mitch Marner has really taken that step that we all know he uh, he was capable of. So. Yeah, Yeah. I I think it's a bit of a tough argument to make 
just because we'll never know what Marner is like without the tandem of, of Matthews right by his side. It just like we'll never know what Leon Dreisaitl is like without Connor McDavid on his side. And and it's kind of, you know, it, it's the same thing. And, and with Kane, you know, you've got some decent players surrounding him, but for sure he's made them a bit better. And same with guys like Brad Marchand, you know, he's got a Pasternak and a Bergeron beside him, but that argument really doesn't get brought up for him. I think it's, it's tough because you always think of Matthews first in the whole, you know, in the Marner as the best winger conversation, but I don't know. I think there's a good argument to be made for any of these five that we mentioned, really, to be the number one winger in the league. There's a lot of intangibles that go into it. Um, But yeah, I'm comfortable with with my top five, and and I don't hate yours as well. Um, (laughs) So so I think that's good. I want to say there are a few honorable mentions um, who are having really good seasons. Oh, and that's another thing, too, when looking at this list. Personally, I didn't take history into account at all. I just looked at this season um, and I guess some of the arguments I've kind of drawn on past experiences. But for in terms of my ranking one to five, I try to just look at this season alone. Who's been the most electric this season? And and that's another justification for having, uh, you know, Kane down at five because, yeah, he's the best American player to ever play as it sits right now in in most people's opinions he has over a thousand points but if we're just looking at this season you know he still has 62 points he's having a fantastic year but the argument is there and uh, that's why i i uh, brought that up but a few honorable mentions before i i forget here there's no kyle connor on this top five list but kyle yep. connor is a hell of a winger um, but he might not even be the best winger on his team. And Nick Ehlers has had a resurgence as one of the best wingers or the best players on his team this season. So that's another guy you could throw into the mix there. Um, Pasta, uh, David Pasternak, we talked about him a bit. Jake Gensel, quietly a very, very good winger. I know mm-hmm. he plays with uh, you know either Crosby or Malkin in that top six there, but still you've got to give credit where credit is due. Um, and just because he's my favorite player, I will mention a guy like Willie Nylander in there who I think would be a top 10 consideration, probably not top five, but uh, got to get the name in. And then Landeskog and uh, Ovi, another couple guys I thought I would throw in there. Ovi, obviously, because he dominated for so long. And uh, Landeskog, again, just another guy who's quietly good, could be in the conversation. I think he's more of a top 10 uh, player. But yeah, th- those are some guys as well. And if we're not talking about just this season there's also uh jonathan huberdo as well who is having a good season this year um and taylor hall let's not forget this guy was a heart trophy winner just a few mm-hmm. years removed so if we're not talking about this season i think taylor hall needs to get uh, some credit in there as well but any more honorable mentions or anything else before we wrap up here Harp? I don't think so. Uh, I'm glad you mentioned Sam Reinhart because he is having a heck of a season for the Sabres. Without Jack Eichel, he's been playing as their first-line center, but he is primarily a winger and will go back to the wing uh, when and if uh, Eichel is back. 
back uh, next season. So uh, that's a whole uh, other conversation. But yeah, and I just think in general, Chad, like it's been a really good year in general for wingers in the NHL. A lot of really good underrated guys. You mentioned Jake Gensel in Pittsburgh. I want to shout out Brian Rust as yeah, well. Twenty-seven true. goals last season, yeah. I think it was, and uh, I think he's he's in the twenties again this year. Yeah, uh, has been very good for for Pittsburgh. So I wanted to get him in there as well. There are a ton of honorable mentions, and uh, yeah, geez, Malves, we may have to put out a, a, a giant list of of wingers because uh, this has been a really good conversation. There are a boatload uh, in the in the National Hockey League for sure. For sure, maybe we do a post or a poll or something on Boys in the Booth, and we get uh, you know the follower feedback. Yeah, that's right. And uh, good, good mention there. If you uh, have uh, any issues with our our lists uh, for for top five wingers in the NHL this season, you could uh, you can shoot us a DM uh, on Instagram uh, at Boys in the Booth. Let us know what you think. And uh, yeah, we'll we'll have to post a list or something. We've had some success with those in the past so uh anything else before we wrap up chad i will say just uh one last thing while we're talking about follower feedback um in the coming weeks we'll we will be uh making a forum page available on boysinthebooth.com so this will be a place where boys in the booth authors who will not be us but uh, a few friends of the show who need sort of a creative outlet or just kind of want to talk hockey with uh, you know like-minded people who also want to talk hockey they will have an opportunity to post on boys in the booth.com and uh, just create you know some real conversation starters and you'll be able to go there during some live sessions and just kind of comment and and chat amongst yourselves and i think it's cool it'll be a good way to um you know sort of build our our community that we've really been trying to do and uh also it'll just be better than an instagram comment section because as we know those get filled with bots pretty quick and also um yeah promoted on emperor records Um, oh my god yeah but also it's just uh it's it can be anonymous if that's what you want so boysandbooth.com slash forum uh, it's not available yet, but it will be in the coming weeks. I just wanted to plug that. We're going to have some really great authors, some people who you may or may not know, former um, uh, guests on the podcast, perhaps, as some of the authors. And uh, yeah, it's going to it's gonna be a good space just for, for people in our community to, to hang out and, and chat. So I wanted to plug that just before we wrap up. Yeah, stay tuned for that. Uh, And again, our uh, NHL 21 custom rosters have been updated. Check those out on our website. And thank you so, so much uh, for supporting us uh, with uh, buying some summer merch. So uh, and make sure you send us your picks Uh, when you get your orders in. We would love to get them and put them up on our Instagram. So again, thank you for that looking forward to getting that round of golf in very soon uh chad good stuff man Uh, looking forward to having casey back on next week and uh you have yourself a good week sir thanks all right you too man this has been another episode of boys in the booth with harper cody chad melbourne and casey abrams new episodes every monday on spotify and apple podcasts Connect with the Boys in the Booth on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Boys in the Booth. 
Visit boysinthebooth.com for show details. And don't forget, you can become a patron of the podcast for just $1 a month at www.patron.com slash boysinthebooth. 